Yeah, rolled from there, started to interesting in media buying and then in specifically in affiliate. And I did some project and started to work a lot as affiliates and then opened my mind, started to be an affiliate. You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with me, Jason Hunt. The mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing, sales and mindset. It's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best. Let's go. The Merged Marketing Podcast is a production of Merged Media. Merged is your one-stop digital shop, helping businesses grow using search engine optimization, search engine monetization, and social media marketing. If you're having conversations right now about your 2022 marketing budgets, make sure Merged is a part of the conversation. Go on over and book your discovery call at merged.ca. That's M-E-R-G-E-D dot C-A. Now, today's episode is 103, and we're talking with experienced affiliate marketer, Hen Kanan. Hen, uh, I've seen him on numerous stages across multiple cities talking about affiliate marketing. Hen is going to be dropping some nuggets in today's episode. If you're a business owner looking to generate a new stream of income through affiliate Affiliate marketing, or if you want to know how to make profit off of viral content, then you're going to want to listen to today's episode in its entirety. Okay, if you have anybody you think would be a great guest from the Merge Marketing Podcast, go on over and send an email to podcast at merged.ca. And while you're listening to this episode, share it, tell a friend, I'll appreciate it. Without further ado, here's my chat with Hen Kanan. And today we're talking to Hen Kanan about how to make a profit by promoting viral content. Hen, after years in the affiliate marketing industry, he's become one of the creators of Shines, that's S-H-I-N-E-Z, a content distribution platform that works directly with big brands and makes it simple and super profitable for media buyers and influencers to promote viral content. Hen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And before we we got on the air here, we were talking a little bit about your lifestyle because you're coming to us from Tel Aviv, Israel. Beautiful place. Uh, it's it's a city I've been to and uh, I loved it when I was there. It was an awesome experience. But maybe tell us a little bit about your daily routine. Sure. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm in a situation where I'm really, really happy about my daily routine, especially because I never thought that uh, I just had a birthday, 35 years old, and I never thought that how my adult life would look. So basically, I live in Tel Aviv, in the center of Tel Aviv, which is the center of Israel, pretty much. And my day-to-day is on bicycles. Um, let's say today, this morning, wake up, put my kids in the kindergarten. She's three, Zoe, so I'm pretty new in that as well. Uh, went with a bicycle to put her in the kindergarten, then continue my way to my workout at the beach. There were some waves today, so I surfed. Going back home, stopping in the bakery, you know, taking a shower, make myself a coffee and and a snack, and driving with my bicycle most of the way under trees, just like the ones behind me, uh, to the office. each kind of line, it's like five minutes, you know, to the kindergarten, five minutes to the beach, and then five minutes back home, and then five minutes to work. So it's pretty cool. 
That's pretty amazing because, you know, where I'm at in, in, you know, Guelph, Ontario, Canada, um, it's, you don't find it too often where people can literally go 15 minutes on a bike to work. You know, you're driving potentially 45 minutes to an office in Toronto. So it's like, it's, it's quite uncommon. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty unique here as well. So there is not like, it's not that like every city in Israel, it's like that. Tel Aviv is a really, really unique city that gives like the citizens, the, the way to do it. So they really invest on, you know, bicycle lines and they make sure you have the right kind of condition to live here without a car, uh, which is, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like a few years back before Shines and, you know, when I was just a student or my first job, I was driving exactly like you say, 40 minutes side to a different place in traffic. And yeah, I, did, I didn't like it much. And the problem is that I'm not sure how it's supposed to change my lifestyle after I'm I'm doing it like that. Yeah, it's uh, and and for those that haven't been to Tel Aviv, I mean the beach. It's everything's so congested. Like everything's right there. You have your main downtown. You have the restaurants, and there's a beautiful beach that's within like a probably a ten minute walk from pretty much anywhere. And the whole city is built around that beach, pretty much. And uh, what's that old part called? The old part of uh, Tel Aviv. Jaffa. Jaffa, beautiful spot. I love that place there, the little caves and the cobblestone and, and all the little shops. It's such a cool place. But anyway, we're, we're not here to talk about Tel Aviv. Yeah. We're here to talk about you and Shines. And, and first yeah. of all, your, your journey in the marketing, how did it begin? Well, yeah, I, I, it it's, wasn't that normal, I guess. I finished school and I went started to work in, as a QA engineer in one of the tech companies here in, in, in Israel. Um, and, you know, one room next to us, there was like an affiliate media buyers department who was promoting, obviously, the, the company product. And every day, like I, I heard so much noise and, you know, excitement and whatever when I was doing QA, very boring and it's interesting, but, you know, pretty routine kind of job. And I started to go there and ask them, what are you doing, etc., etc. And I kind of... That's, I think, was my first step on getting loved in the media world and, you know, just to understand that there is a whole lot of words underneath, like the physical world that is going crazy. And I don't know. So pretty much there, I quit my job and found a, a job as a media buyer in one of the mobile gaming companies. And... Um, yeah, I rolled from there, started to interesting in media buying and then in specifically in affiliate and I did some project and started to work a lot as affiliates and then opened my mind, started to be an affiliate on my own. And at some point, yeah, and we did some shifting and, and uh, found shines. And yeah, I can go a bit more into that too. So, and you're one of the founders of shines? Yeah. Awesome. And how many partners do you have in the business? So we are three. One is the CEO, one is the CTO, and myself. And, and what are you, the CMO? I'm VP BizDev. VP so BizDev. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So let's first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about viral content and, and virality and, and a very general question, but what do you consider to be viral content? So I, I guess there is two types of it, right? There is those I don't know, those funny videos you see that are getting flames all around the net for very quickly and all around. 
if it's being pushed organically on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And there is those that, you know, something that we do that we help things get viral by, by media buying. So we can, we can write a story, an article about, you know, let's go a few years back. Probably everyone clicked one time in their life about an article of the most perfectly timed photos or the top 20 spots around the earth you should visit or the best houses or whatever. Right. So those are articles. Everyone clicked on it. It's not only because it was going uh, like organically viral, but then there is companies like us at the moment that help it get viral just by, you know, pushing it into Facebook, Outbrain, Tabula or any other traffic sources by paid media. Let's talk about the, a bit about those traffic sources. Obviously, everybody knows Facebook. Um, talk uh, talk about Taboola and and Native for those those of our listeners that are not familiar with those uh, methods. All right, Taboola and, and Outbrain or other Native; those are the big two, mm. and both of them are from Israel, so it's a bit funny. But anyway, those are the big two, and there are like few others that are pretty solid. If I will throw names forever to look at but there is mg then rev content and content ad uh, that are doing pretty good job but they're really not in the same size and those are like the the placement that they uh, found or founded it's the you might be interested also at you might also like that and there is this widget in the end of the article where you see a lot of like squares of different articles. Those articles back in the days, like, or, or even now, they were always leading you into a content piece, right? So it, if even if it's a sales page, it's supposed to be like an article about, about the product. And then clicking over there, we lead you to a sales page or to the website or whatever. But the thing is that when someone re- read content is in a mood of reading content, and he, if he read about, I don't know, cars, so he might also like another stories about SUVs, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I, I hope it makes sense. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. And and I, I think a lot of people, everybody's out there just has seen these advertisements before. They might not know that they're called native advertisements, but um, you know, Britney Spears has a new boyfriend or top five boyfriends Britney Spears has ever had. And, and it's just very, you know, you want to say clickbaity, but it's actually typically giving you uh, the answer to what you're looking for on the other end of that click. And yeah. usually it's about 20 page views that people are just click, yeah. click, 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 click. So this is, this is like, again, at the moment, it's not looking like that anymore. But yeah, best in the past, in the past days, it was like a gallery kind of method where you do next, next, next. And everyone found it annoyed and and I think still were like reading and clicking it over and over and waiting it for loading. Uh, when Facebook come into it, you can see like when it was only native and no one can comment on how you know bad the this UI is, so no one cared and no one know. But when you have Facebook traffic, I'm jumping there. When you see comments or Twitter, when you see comments where people really annoyed by those. Uh, Pretty much the industry lined into aligned into 
like an infinite scroll. So it's the same thing. The, the idea is the same where you have block, but you just need to scroll down and not like next, wait for the whole page to load, etc., etc. Uh, but yeah, Britney Spears is, is a very good example. So, you know, I, I was doing like mobile gaming and other like leads uh, campaigns, etc., etc. But everywhere, every traffic sources I saw, I saw those type of stories, right? And we just wonder what the hell are those and how the hell they are making money. So we started to dig into this world as affiliates and... And we thought that there was a very interesting like opportunity over there. And yeah, we started Shines. Uh, the idea is that we build it, you know, as an affiliate kind of point of view. So everything that we built was made for people like us, which are affiliates or influencers. Real quick, guys. Are your messages on social media falling on deaf ears? Are you having trouble converting those leads from social media? Well, there's a better way to do it. And that is by use of a lead magnet, something that provides immense value to your target audience that's irresistible and they can't say no. The goal here is to get that contact information from your ideal clients off of social media so you can put them into a nurture sequence so they can know, like, and trust you. If this sounds of interest to you, we've done dozens and dozens and dozens of these type of campaigns for our clients, and we can help you out as well. Head on over to merged.ca and book your discovery call today. M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. So if I'm if I'm an affiliate marketer, how can I best use the platform Shines? Like what how would Shines help me in my journey as an affiliate marketer? Cool. So it's just another kind of vertical, I guess, that you can go into. If we look at affiliates, we say, okay, who, was the, who are affiliates? Those are people that are, let's say, the high-end affiliates. Those are kind of savage, savage media buyers that know how to find traffic, how to do it, how to buy, how to analyze and push traffic to different verticals. Now you can, as an affiliate, I can decide to promote a lead for insurance and I can decide to promote, I don't know, some e-commerce offer, right? Laptop bag or whatever. Those are things that I ran. And then we brought kind of viral content or, you know, this content platform where you can decide if you want to, you know, just promote content where I can promote an article about, you know, the funny, I don't know, the best picture from Burning Man. Right or the 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 how the Game of Thrones actors looks in real life. So I can take this article where Shine supply it. We write the article. We take care of the monetization of it. We care. We take, we give you a tracker that's specifically for promoting content. And then all you need to do is pretty much you know just get the right creative to push it. And like every media buyers, if your CPC is lower than your EPC, you generated from the ads we show, you have some profit. So just a matter of decide which vertical you want to promote. We just give the option to promote content, which is pretty solid. You don't have chargebacks. No one like, you know, complains about a service or a, it's totally compliance, Platform like native platform are actually built for promoting content, so you're not doing anything wrong. Uh, of course, there is this balance between too much clickbaity to not, but that's also on every ad. 
Let's give a tangible example of, of this in action. Let's say I'm an e-commerce brand. I have a clothing line. Okay. Um, I come to you uh, with my clothing line and I'm saying, I want to get more traffic to my website. And are you going to use this picture of Burning Man to help drive traffic to my clothing line? Is that how it's going to work? So it's, it's not that exactly fit. So you're as a e-commerce brand, maybe we can do, and we do it with some guys, um, you know, with specific articles that is looking exactly like we mentioned before, which is blocks and, you know, which will provide different models or different uh, uh, pictures of uh, glasses models and their advantages or whatever. Uh, and those, and then I will be able to buy in relatively low uh, CPC to my articles, monetize it with my ads, and then also get clicks to your products. So that's one thing. But when I'm talking about affiliate that use the platform, it's usually like the high-end affiliates that don't own the product but do know how to do media buying. Got it. Got it. Okay. Awesome. I want to flip the script here for a second and talk a little bit about how, how someone and how you guys give yourselves the best opportunity to get a piece of content to go viral. How do you do that? Well, once again, I think it's, sorry, it's like <laughs> the light is, uh, I think it's, you know, it's just a matter of volume. Like we're gonna, it's definitely a numbers game. And I think everywhere it's a numbers game in the ads we're doing and it's a numbers game in the type of content we're doing. So we have a whole team that is looking all around the internet on what's going on from news sites to TV shows to, you know, TV news that stories about like, I don't know, something, someone who found the package and give it back to the child of uh, whatever. So we are looking for all the time for kind of those bits of information that we think from our experience that will get people interested in that. Uh, so we have a lot, a lot of endless example of things that work for us. We see other, you know, competitors, let's say, or other uh, content side that have things that are going viral and we try to analyze those. So, you know, exactly what caused it what will work, what interesting people when it's, you know, yeah. There's uh. so is it typically like is majority of the time, is it a blog that you're pushing content to? Is it, it's website, it's content sites. Usually so a content like, site. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much like every content site, right? Let's go into a macro MSN, which is a huge site. It's a new site, but it's also a content site. Awesome. Okay, cool. So in terms of the platforms that you're using to create that viral content, what platforms do you find are working really well in 2021? Is Facebook still as powerful as it used to be? Have you moved over to the TikToks of the world? Where are you allocating that attention? Yeah, well, Facebook is hard to compete with. It's still specifically for, let's say, in general, our traffic is divided between around 50% coming from affiliate and influencers people that have traffic to 50% our own media buying team. And the overall, I think something like 70% of the traffic will come from Facebook. They are just better in terms of, you know, the algo, the algo and the way they can help us find users that are better for us. Uh, with that said, Twitter is amazing. And I think no one is running ads there. That's what I feel. 
and it's working really, really good for us. Um, we try, we have traffic in Snapchat and TikTok, but it doesn't work as well in terms of volume. And then native is like, you know, it's pretty much the native things for us to, to run. So Tabula and Outbrain are pretty huge for us. Uh, so that's that. Uh, I don't think we found like a new platform. We try everything, but nothing compared to the big, like those that I mentioned. Are you using, uh, in terms of geos, I mean, in Facebook, you know, you can obviously target a country like uh, India and get a really cheap cost per view, per click. Um, are you are you leveraging certain geos over others? Like what geos are you focused on? Yeah. In, in general, in our world, and I think no one knows those numbers, but we can have ads in Facebook that have like 20, 25% CTR, which is huge, right? If you get like five on e-commerce or on lead, that's really good. But for us, everything is a bit different. The CTR is much higher and the CPCs are much lower. Uh, and yeah, our best geos in volume, it's US, but then... In volume of revenue, obviously, it's U.S., but then in volume of clicks, we can get a lot of traffic from uh, Spanish-speaking countries. So it can be Mexico and Central America. Then Brazil is huge and super cheap, right? We translate everything into Spanish, Portuguese Portuguese as well. Um, Then, you know, France, German. So we are running literally worldwide. India doesn't work that well just because, you know, again, we are doing this kind of arbitrage between how much it costs us to buy a user on Facebook or on other platforms to how much revenue we are getting from our demand partners, right? Um, So it doesn't always kind of give back the, the right profit. But, you know, Philippines, for example, is working really well, which is interesting. So, and and one of the reasons why you kind of spread it across Spanish-speaking countries because you get a lot of a lot of high-quantity clicks coming from certain countries, but really the majority of the income is coming from the U.S. Is there, is one of the reasons for that because you want to develop that social proof on a viral piece of content, and rather than just focusing on U.S., you focus on on the world, perhaps. Not exactly. I think it's just you know you drive your traffic to where you buy traffic from where you see opportunity to grow. So. Again, I, I did all types of articles and I can, I could run, I don't know, we had sunglasses shops, so I could run it in US and I could run it in Spain, mm-hmm. right? And it might work better. So obviously it does help, uh, but everything is separated. So campaigns for Spanish speakers will be separated, will be in different language, will be different. Obviously the creative and the article will be in Spanish. Uh, so it doesn't really work on the same social proof because, you know, it will be a different post. Got it. Um, but I think people doesn't doesn't try enough like the worldwide. You know, like a lot of people are focusing in US where it's super super duper competitive, and where there are like other geos that are really have high buying, um, you know, power that people doesn't take advantage of because they doesn't invest in translations. Got it. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, now the question a lot of people are wondering is how can you make a profit just by promoting viral content? Yeah, so uh, the thing is it's 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 pretty easy to understand I think, uh, but it's pretty hard to execute. So think that I'm promoting an ad on 
I don't know, let's give uh, Facebook an example. So I'm promoting an ad on Facebook and I'm buying a user click in around, I'm just normalize the numbers in five cents for a clicks, right? So whenever someone click on my ad, I'm paying five cents to Facebook. Then this user is landing on my website and start reading the content. So we said, you know, best picture from Burning Man. So he's scrolling down on this, this article while he's scrolling down on this article and just have a read, we don't need to, them to do anything, right? We are presenting ads all around. So it might be two, three, four ads per page, depending on your device. Then you finish the session. We kind of analyze how much revenue we generated in CPM from all those ads together, from all these pages that you read. Then we are kind of... We are also using Pixel, which is pretty strong, right? So I can, in the end of the session, I can fire a Pixel to Facebook, say this user is good for us or this user doesn't good for us, don't good for us. And then, yeah, we're just looking at it, the tracking. And if the EPC from all those ads will be higher from the CPC from the five cent, I want to find more of those users and scale it. I love it. That's uh, that's awesome, Hen. And uh, again, thank you so much for the for the value you've provided to our audience today. If our audience has any questions for you, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Yeah, I think Instagram, Facebook, or feel free to add me. You know, on Skype or any place you can find. I have a pretty unique name, so if you're gonna search for me, you're probably gonna find it. Awesome. And uh, thanks again. And we end every show with the exact same question. And that question is this. If you can choose one person dead or alive to represent your brand, who would it be and why? Oh, that's interesting. I'm a very kind of into music. So I think I'm going to go this direction. Might be some Jim Morrison or something you know, Ooh. like that. Did not expect the doors to be coming yeah. out of you there. Okay, cool. That's awesome. It can be really pretty viral, right? 100, 100%. Definitely. That's awesome. Awesome. Thanks again, Hen. Appreciate your time and we will see you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and it would mean the world to me if you went on over to our podcast platforms to leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. If you are or you know somebody who would make for a great guest on the Merged Marketing Podcast, go on over and email podcast at merged.ca. Thanks again, everybody. Don't settle for good. Be great.